Good evening, 4th District of Cebu. This is School on the Air, bringing to you matters on the social sciences, ranging from history, politics, philosophy, and religion. I'm your host, Marlui Vincent Capulreyes. Mga uh, Megala, we are privileged f uh, within this uh, program to have with us the Secretary General of the 500 Years of Christianity event, which is actually going to be very important for us Catholics and for everyone in the Philippines in general. So uh, look forward to the details that will be uh, revealed by our guest here, uh, Father Mar Balili. Mayong, uh, mayong Adlao, Father. Mayong Adlao Mar, and thank you for inviting me to your program, ah, yes. and also greetings to all our listeners. Ah, yes, Father, we have the same first name. I almost forgot about that. So, uh, Father Mar, okay, uh, this is going to be a really interesting interview because I, I think many of us are really wondering beyond all of the posts from, uh, from Facebook and beyond about this event called 500 Years of Christianity. Could you give us a bit of context? Uh, how was this uh, formulated, Father, in an important event? This celebration, the 500 years of Christianity, is a celebration, especially for us, of the Philippine Church because it is good to celebrate our giftedness of faith that reached our country, especially our island Cebu, 500 years ago. And to put into context, um, the main event would center on the anniversary of the first baptism. So that is the main event that we're going to celebrate. No? Because I need to clarify, because um, there are, we have different emphasis actually. No? For example, for us, Cebu, um, and also in the whole Philippines, the Catholic Church in the Philippines, our main event would be the first baptism, which we're going to celebrate on April 14. However, uh, Maasin, they also have another event. No? Uh, of course, they are st still part of the 500-year celebration, but they focus on the first Mass that would happen on March 31. Or when we talk about another 500 years, uh, for example, the government, they would center on the Battle of Mactan that will take place uh, later part of April. But for us Catholics, especially in Cebu, what we are going to celebrate in terms of the 500 years, is the first baptism. So that, that is the main event that we're going to commemorate and celebrate. Okay, so there's going to be like differences in priority if I'm, if I'm getting this right, because that's what I've noticed with um, the quincentennial uh, celebration by the government. It seems leaning towards the Spanish arriving in the Philippines in 1521. Whereas our focus in uh, the Catholic Church, and I'm not sure if I'm saying this right, also most of Christianity at this point is on the first baptism because, syempre, that's that, that's the main Christian sacrament being discussed here. Uh, but I'd like to know, uh, if uh, given, of course, that the Spaniards were the ones who brought Christianity here, uh, where... So, what do you want to focus on specifically? As you said, it's the baptism, and it starts with the baptism, but it commemorates the arrival of um, Christian missionaries. No, uh, how do you want us to like uh, focus? No, on sa matong ma-focus sa kanina event. 
we would like to focus on the first baptism, especially with Queen Juana who was first baptized. No? Mm. So that is our main event that we want to focus in. No? The, the sacrament of baptism, which is the symbolism of our faith and which is also the start of our faith. So when we talk about 500 years of Christianity, that refers to the very time when the first baptism took place here in our country, especially in Cebu. So it's more of the sacrament of baptism. All right. So, okay, uh, I'd like to continue on with this line of questioning by asking if, uh, uh, what, what do you call this? If given, uh, given that our focus is, is indeed on that historical moment wherein, uh, wherein Christianity was introduced, uh, yeah, if that was the case, uh, how then do we, let's say, for example, you know, there's this line of questioning where, you know what, we're celebrating 500 years of Christianity, but we cannot escape the reality that this is also 500 years of Spanish, you know, dominion colonization. I'm not sure because uh, one of the things that I wanted to ask for this uh, interview is that uh, how do we communicate the idea that it's focused on Christianity over maybe the, the colonization siguro because maybe we are celebrating two kinds of quincentennials or maybe we're we're putting things differently uh yeah but if we, if i were to ask a specific question and this would be it uh how do we reconcile those two realities on the one hand we were blessed with christianity and on the other hand at the same time we, we already have uh we know this 333 years of spanish colonization yeah um for the church, we focus on the first baptism. And when we talk about uh, colonization, when we talk about the Battle of Mactan, no? so that would be on the side of the government. So in other words, the government focuses on the Battle of Mactan as a celebration of the quincentennial celebration. But for us, church, we focus on the baptism. So you can see the dichotomy. Um, we focus on baptism. The government focuses on the Battle of Mactan, especially in, uh, I mean, it's the LG of uh, Lapu-Lapu that spearheads the celebration. So there are, in a way, uh, separate entities for the church, which is baptism, and for the government, which is the Battle of Mactan. Okay, so we, we got it here, everyone. Uh, clarification, of course, that our focus for the 500 years of Christianity is exclusively within Christianity. Uh, yeah, about... About the LGUs, no? this is something I brought up. Uh, who did you collaborate with para sa kanina event? Of course, um, we collaborated with the different LGUs where the event will take place. No? Of course, uh, here in Cebu City, the LGU in Mandawe, the LGU in Talisay, and, and also the LGU in uh, um, Lapu-Lapu and also in Cordoba because we'll be having... Um, collaboration with them with the activities that we're going to have this coming April. Mm, I see. Because, uh, yeah, I'm interested to know as well if many towns, uh, if maybe you can name a few that that, uh, that the organizations collaborated with because uh, I get the feeling that this is more than just, you know, we, we start with the baptism, we expand also on the history of the church within the within the country, Siguro, or maybe specifically sa Cebu. Uh, have we collaborated, Siguro, with other parishes, for example, for uh, for the for the event? Our focus for the celebration for April 14, that will be an Archdiocesan celebration. Mm -hmm. However, um, it will be a year-long celebration that will start on April 4, 
and it will end on April 22, 2022. And uh, the year-long celebration will take place in every parish because especially we consider the, of course, we are in pandemic now, so it might be easier to celebrate the different activities and events in the parish level. So with that in mind, um, we are coordinating with every LGU where the parish belongs. I see. And, uh, okay, so what I've got here is like uh, two questions. First is, uh, are there any heritage-related activities in connection to the 500-year celebration of uh, the arrival of Christianity that we can, uh, you know, we can look forward to, Siguro? And, yeah, and we can answer this one later. Second would be, um, do we have any collaborations uh, beyond Cebu itself? Because I'm thinking that, uh, of course, the, gover the national government celebration of the quincentennial is definitely beyond Cebu. What about us here? Number one question, talking about the heritage, um, one is we have a uh, high-end replica of the Amorsolo painting of the baptism, and uh, that is part of our exhibit. And another part of the heritage would be the exhibit of the beautiful paintings of Senor Santorino, and another exhibit of the different images of the Blessed Virgin Mary that will take place on April 11 to April 18. No? So that is one of the things that we will be uh, excited of in terms of heritage. And of course, we are also in collaboration with uh, Rafi talking about Gabiisa Kabilin, no? precisely because many of the Gabiisa Kabilin is also related with uh, different churches, especially in Cebu. So when you talk about heritage, perhaps those are the two things that I want to highlight. Number one would be the exhibit, and number two would be the Gabiisa Kabilin. Mm -hmm. And number two, you were asking regarding the collaboration outside Cebu. Um, there was a plan, actually. Like, for example, we want to invite um, high-ranking officials from Spain, from Mexico. You know? That was prior to the pandemic. However, with this pandemic, you know, many things have changed and many plans were uh, in a way suited and to address the need of our present moment. And so what we do is just to invite the consul or the Mexican embassy or uh, the Spanish embassy located here in the Philippines to represent during our April 14 celebration. Okay, speaking of pandemic, Father, uh... What challenges did you face while organizing this? I'm pretty sure, uh, yeah, because this it so happened that we're still uh, having this, you know, pandemic. So, uh, how did you adjust? How did uh, how was the event like changed, so to speak, from what was originally planned? A lot, many things have changed. Number one, with the schedule. Um, first and foremost, we wanted to start the celebration, the year-long celebration, November of 2020, and it will end and culminate on April um, 14, 2021. Unfortunately, because of pandemic, we have to move backwards a year, uh, backward all the celebration. And so this coming April 4 or April, April 2021, which could have been the culmination, now with the pandemic, it would be the start 
of the year-long celebration, and uh, we would end uh, next year. That would be on April 2022. So that's the number one. No? Um, there, there are changes in the schedule. And of course, um, changes also in terms of participation. For example, our first plan for April 14, we will be having the mass in Cebu City Sports Complex. And we were expecting about 70 people that will attend during celebration and even uh, baptism of 500 children. However, with the pandemic, uh, we cannot celebrate it in the Cebu City Sports Complex because we cannot have in a way, a huge gathering. And so instead, we are going to have the Mass for April 14 in front of the Magellan's Cross. And we are only given about 700 people who could attend the celebration. Um, before pandemic, we were planning to have 500 children to be baptized for April 14. Now we will only have 10 children who will be baptized. So in other words, um, I think uh, many things have changed actually because of pandemic and uh, you know, we, we cannot do anything, but uh, what is important that in spite of the pandemic, um, we can still celebrate our giftedness. We can celebrate our uh, 500 years of Christianity. Father, could you explain the motto, Gifted to Give? The motto, Gifted to Give, um, it's a theme you know, of the 500-year celebration, which means that we... Christians, especially the Filipino Christians, and of course, no, for us, Ibuanos, who are the forerunners of the recipients of uh, the faith. No? It, it means that we are gifted by the faith, the Christian faith, and that took place 500 years ago, and this time, being gifted with such precious gift of faith, we have the mission to share that gift that faith to the whole world and to other people oh that's a so that's the paradigm that we're going with no with this celebration it is about uh christianity giving giving back giving uh with faith yeah that's a now now given that you've mentioned christianity itself i want to know if there's also collaboration with other christian churches aside of course from the catholic parishes this coming April 14, um, we are also inviting our brothers coming from other Christian denominations. So in a way, it could be ecumenical. So we are inviting some representatives. All right. That's interesting to know. So it's also a celebration for all Christianity, at least here in Cebu. And uh, yeah, I, I think uh, given the pandemic, at least Siguro, we really can't go beyond that, Sadno. But uh, the other dioceses are collaborating, Sadno, uh, as far as they can with the celebration itself. How are they doing it? The plan of the Catholic Bishops Conference of the Philippines or the CBCP that the celebration would be a diocesan level. In other words, every diocese will have their own celebration, although the celebrations, the activities here in Cebu were in a way presented to the different dioceses and archdioceses so that they can in a way follow and they have some guide. But it's up to them really you know, to plan their own celebrations. And, and that is because, again, of pandemic. So basically, it's not a very uh, not a big like uh, fully organized or not really fully organized. Like, ano ganing connected tanan ba? 
ang ang celebrations like there's no one commanding that this is going to be how it's going to flow no it's everyone is going to celebrate it in their own way we the whole diocese will begin or commence the year long celebration on april april 4 then it will end april 2022 but in every diocese they are given the free hand to create to plan their own activities as archdiocese or diocese okay i see all right so uh that's interesting to know so uh, just for everyone to know basically this is definitely a celebration that all dioceses are part of it's just that uh, we will be uh, separate but together because of the pandemic it's going to be an interesting thing to think about but still no uh, we're moving forward with this mood of celebrating 500 years of christianity uh, what are the like expectations to be brought of uh, brought about by the event uh, What were you projecting will be the outcomes to be made from the 500 year celebration? In our celebration, we focus on three things. Number one, we have celebration, which, uh, for example, the different activities that we have. And number two, another principle of our celebration would be the formation. So we expect in different parishes that there will be formation in terms of our deepening of our faith and we focus on the sacrament of our baptism. And thirdly, legacy. Now, legacy, not only talking about printed materials, but for example, legacy like uh, uh, something that uh, in a way fruitful because of the celebration. And we are encouraging the parishes, like for example, Um, to plant trees you know, in relation to the activities or perhaps uh, to, clean, to have a clean-up drive, etc. So those are the three guiding principles wherein we celebrate you know, uh, the different activities, celebration, formation, and legacy. That's a very interesting paradigm because I think beyond just remembering, oh yeah, 500 years ago, Christianity came. We also develop and cultivate in our faith and our involvement in society. That's that's, a, that's really important, sad siguro nun. Uh, yeah, because uh, later on, within the series, we will reflect, uh, hopefully you might listen po sa, sa mga talks, maybe you have your own thoughts later on, na, uh, you know, way beyond 500 years ba, on sa man atong matink na, on sa legacy good sa Christianity. Okay, that's definitely in everyone's minds. You know, after 500 years, Uh, you have your answer to this, maybe your own opinion, Sad. Uh, after 500 years, kumusta naman ta? After 500 years, um, faith has been a great, factor, a great factor of who and what we are today. And because of our Christian faith, many things have changed. No? Like, for example, It is because of our Christian faith that we have Catholic education. It is because of our Christian faith that we're able to gain our democracy, especially during the uh, People Power One and People Power Two. And it's precisely because of the church, because of our faith. And of course, many people have hope in terms of calamity, in terms of, uh, in a way, uh, social illness. Precisely because many priests, congregations are into apostolate and they have been there very active, feeding the poor, 
accommodating the poor, giving education, etc., etc. So when we talk about uh, where are we now in terms of our faith 500 years ago, um, faith has given so much benefit, advantages of who and what we are today. And it really shaped our humanity being a Filipino. And especially here, no, that we consider as the only Christian nation in Asia. And so we can say that uh, faith, Christian faith, plays a very important role, not only in our life, but even in culture, in politics, etc. Now, the question is, where are we heading? We, there are so much things to do. No? There are so much things to do. Even after 500 years, even we are gifted with so much things, there are more things that we have to do. There are more responsibilities that we have to accomplish. And uh, one of that is uh, there is a dichotomy between our faith and our uh, perhaps political life, you know, um, our Christian faith with regards to our work, our faith with regards to, even to our personal life. You know? Because sometimes um, our faith is more devotional. Uh, perhaps we just go to church, you know, we pray the rosary, we attend the mass, we attend procession, but uh, the question is, does our faith is able to, in a way, um, influence the way we think in politics, the way we think in our work, the way we think uh, in our family? So, yes, we are gifted, but it is, there are still so much things to do, actually. Oh, I see, Father. So, yes, uh, I do agree with you. There's really a lot of things to do. And in fact, this celebration of 500 years of Christianity should all the more reason tell us to do better in the future, as well as, of course, right now. That's very important. Okay, uh, I might have skipped a few questions put here, but I think uh, there are a few, like, uh, a few sort of updates, new things happening right now. Like, for example, uh, just recently it was announced that the Pope would grant indulgences to 500 Jubilee churches. Uh, would you, could you care to explain... Uh, the setup behind this, this plenary indulgence given by the Holy Father? That is another gift that we received this coming celebration of 500 years of Christianity, wherein the Holy Father grants the Archdiocese of Cebu the plenary indulgence through the pilgrim churches. And we have identified about 13 pilgrim churches wherein it will be open. I mean, through the Holy Door, um, this coming April 4, 2021, until April 22, 2022. So that is another gift that we will, in a way, maximize when we talk about plenary indulgence, meaning all our temporal punishments would be erased. And, you know, it happens during our lifetime, during our generation. And it will not happen, uh, I don't know, no, um, after 50 or 100 or even 500 years from now. Okay, so we should look forward to this. To visit, if I'm not mistaken, 13 pilgrim churches here in Cebu, right? Is that Yes, is that 13 pilgrim churches in Cebu, yes. Uh, yeah, I see. That's interesting. No, uh, Maybe you could tell us uh, what are these uh, churches and well, um, how do we go about the kidding fulfillment. Do we have to visit all of them or do we visit at least one? No? Actually, it's uh, 
it's good to visit not only one church, no? but if we have time, we can visit the uh, 13 churches, actually. But uh, first and foremost, I would like to share with you what was our criteria wherein uh, we, we, we choose these different churches, actually. Yes, please. So um, the first criterion was that uh, we were looking after the first nine oldest churches in Cebu. You know? So that's the first, the, the nine oldest churches in Cebu. Then after which, um, we, we realized that majority of the nine oldest churches in Cebu, majority of them are located in the um, southern part of Cebu. So we decided to have and identify another churches for people to be, in a way, convenient for them and accessible to them. So the first nine oldest churches that would involve um, St. Peter and Paul Parish in Bantayan, second, that would be St. Nicholas Parish in Cebu City, St. Catherine of Alexandria and Carcar, another would be Patrocinio de Maria Parish in Boloon, then St. Anne Parish, Barili, St. Joseph Parish in Mandawe City, San Guillermo de, de Ca the, the Akitana Parish in Dalaget, and uh, lastly would be St. Michael the Archangel Parish in Argao. So those are the nine oldest churches. Now, we try to add another churches for the convenience of the people. One would be uh, the church in Bogo, then in Danao, in Balamban, and also the National Shrine of Our Lady of Rule or Regla in Mactan. So that makes 13 pilgrim churches in the Archdiocese of Cebu. Uh, how did you select the other churches, Father, if there was a criteria as well for that? The other four churches, number one, in a way they are more center, uh, central part of the northern part of Cebu. And number two, it's historicity. You know, you, we you know for a fact that Bugo is a very historical church. And of course, you have Danao and Balamban. And of course, the fourth would be the National Shrine of Our Lady of Rule. So these are very significant. And uh, there's also heritage churches. Yes, uh, given that uh, we're going to be celebrating not just you know 500 years of Christianity, but we're also looking at the heritage side <laughs> of these parishes. Are there any academic-related events for 500 years that uh, the Archdiocese has collaborated, Siguro, with the universities or the academe? Actually, it's already go going on. No? Since September of last year, we have different Zoom uh, platforms like webinars, and we have different, in a way, speakers, No, not only professors coming from Cebu, but even we also contacted professors and experts in Manila and different parts of the Philippines. So it's actually ongoing um, once or twice a month uh, of different topics. Uh, what, is, uh, what, uh, what, are, what is this event specifically, if, if you can share? It's more on webinars. No? We have different topics. Like, for example, the last time... Um, talking about the clergy through 500 years. It was discussed by Father Ramon Echica. Mm -hmm. And I think for next month, it would be more of the life of Archbishop Teofilo Kabumot. 
So those are some of the examples that uh, we can look forward into. Uh, so they are in the Facebook page, no? Kining mga events? Yes. Uh, can you tell us maybe what the schedule is, no? Uh, because we're starting no, April 4. It will be ending on April 22. 20? 22. That's, no? Uh, what, uh, what's, our, what's our itinerary here or schedule for the events coming forward? This coming April 4, that's Easter Sunday, we will begin the year-long celebration by celebrating the Mass that will be celebrated simultaneously in all parishes of Cebu at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. After the Mass follows the unveiling and blessing of the Jubilee Cross, which is uniform, the same in all parishes that are already mounted in the different parish grounds. Then the parish priests would read the circular letter of Archbishop Palma declaring the opening of the year-long celebration. And that will take place on April 4. Then from April, April 2021 until April 2022, there will be different jubilee celebrations that will be celebrated monthly basis. So in other words, we will have monthly jubilee celebration in every parish. And uh, you see that it will be a year-long celebration and parishes will be busy. And what are these, for example, like, uh, again, as I said earlier, they focus on the three principles, celebration, formation, and legacy. So celebration, perhaps you have jubilee for the senior citizens, jubilee for the habal-habal drivers, jubilee for catechists, jubilee for the youth, you know. Then another would be formation. So there will be an extensive formation catechesis in terms of our religion, in terms of our faith, and above all, focusing on the sacrament of baptism. And number three, part of the monthly celebration would be the legacy. As I said earlier, again, that... Uh, Part of the monthly celebration through legacy will be the planting of trees. Um, some will be the clean-up drive, etc., etc. So it will be a year-long celebration that will take place every month in every parish. And every parish has its own calendar of activities, depending upon the situation, depending upon the context, the circumstance of every parish. Okay, So in the Archdiocesan level, we will begin on April 11. 12, 13, and 14. As I said, the main focus would be April 14. And prior to that, we will have three Duom celebration, meaning three-day celebration prior to April 14. On April 11, what will happen is that at 9.30 in the morning, we will have a baptism of 100 children at Our Lady of Guadalupe Parish in Guadalupe, Cebu City. Then, on April 12, at 9 o'clock in the morning, we will have the Sacrament of Confirmation of 100 candidates at the National Shrine of St. Joseph. Then on April 13, we will have the Baptism and Confirmation of Adults at the National Shrine of Our Lady of Rule in Makan. Then on April 11, 12, and 13, Every one o'clock in the afternoon, we will have the motorcade procession of the Jubilee Cross and the image of Senor Santo Nino. 
On April 11, the motorcade will, the route would be around Cebu City. On April 12, from Cebu City down to Talisay City. Then on April 13, from Cebu City going to Mandawe, then to Mactan and also Cordova. And in the evening, 11, 12, and 13, we will also have different cultural events. On April 11, in the evening, we'll have the cultural events at the grounds of the cathedral. On April 12, we'll have it um, in, uh, in Ayala terraces. On the 13th, we'll have it in the shrine of uh, Mactan, of Lapu-Lapu. Then now come on April 14. What happens on April 14? Um, we will have the reenactments of the first baptism at 2 o'clock in the afternoon in front of the Magellan's Cross. Then at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, we'll have the Mass with the people known show to the Philippines, Archbishop Charles Brown. And within the Mass, we'll have the renewal of baptism who will join the Mass and also the baptism of 10 children. Then at 7.30 in the evening, we'll have the cultural presentation that will take place at the grounds of the Santo Nino Pilgrim Center. So practically, that would be the events that we have lined up this coming April. Okay, it's pretty exciting because, yeah, it's, it's almost coming in now. Uh, that's, that's going to be... Uh... That's going to be at the very start now for the 500 uh, year celebration. I know this seems all unexpected, no, that uh, plans shifted. We started Garon Ragyud. But I think we can feel that, oh, yeah, you know, we, we look at back at our history. The, the Filipino uh, re resilience and faith still does live on. We continue to uh, do this in spite of all the challenges we have faced. Um, okay. Think, uh, thanks for the uh, for the schedule that you've given us, Father. Uh, maybe uh, maybe some final words, Siguro. Maybe if, if you want to cap off our uh, discussion, maybe you can tell the people uh, what you would like to tell them uh, for in preparation for the 500 years of Christianity. We are very fortunate that the celebration of the 500 years of Christianity would happen during our lifetime imagine it's 500 years it's our lifetime and it will never be the same again and so going back to our theme gifted to give the celebration is not just about celebrating but the more important is we have to go back to our own calling as we begin our christian life through the sacrament of baptism yes we celebrate but above all it is a challenge for us to ask ourselves where we are now as Christians and above all to live out our Christian faith to other people. And in that way, our giftedness would truly be celebrated precisely because um, we are able to live out our Christian faith, which is really the calling and the purpose of our faith that arrived 500 years ago. Okay, uh, thank you so much, Father, for your words. And we really look forward to f to the celebration or rather the commemoration of 500 years of Christianity. And uh, this would also be a call, Siguro, to all other parishes that this is the right time to uh, to perhaps bring back a, a heritage spirit as well, to remember that 
there were there are also many founding stories put within our parishes how they were established in the missions that uh, that that led their respective uh, areas to the faith and uh coming from uh a nun let's say not, not from Cebu City so this is going to be uh this is going to be really exciting because um hopefully this will also encourage other churches to go to for the spirit of heritage and also to commemorate the legacy of Christianity. Uh, thank you so much, Father Marbalili. We hope to uh, hear more updates about uh, the, uh, celebra- uh, the celebration of 500 years of Christianity. By the way, wh- where can we uh, get more information or where, uh, where can we get the most reliable information rather and also where we can get links to the events that you mentioned? Yeah, I would be happy if you're going to like our Facebook page. That's 500 Years of Christianity dash Archdiocese of Cebu. And we also have our web page. That's uh, again, 500 Years of Christianity dash Archdiocese of Cebu.com.ph. So um, all the events and updates will be through our social media. Right. Okay. So thank you so much for your time, Father. Really glad to have you here on board on the program. And, uh, Hopefully, uh, there uh, you would find success in this endeavor, and I pray for we all pray, sempre, for uh, this 500 years of Christianity celebration and commemoration to be fruitful for everyone. Thank you so much, Father. So this has been Marlowe Vincent Reyes signing out. Keep learning, find the fun along the way. You've just heard another edition of. The School on the Air, over 91.7 News and Music FM. Thank you and enjoy your Sunday.